Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, We're Negroes, the podcast where we take a colorful look at life, diversity, and the game of golf from the other side of the green. Over the next hour and change, you will definitely hear explicit perspectives penetrating your ear. Enjoy! Okay, on the beat, yeah. On the beat, yeah. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Negro, please. Breathe, Negroes. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. Welcome to Don't Be Alarmed, we're Negroes. And it's a special episode. It's a hard knock slice for us. It's a hard knock slice. All right, right on. Suge, how you doing? Chilling. Another week. You know, podcast is getting in on that uh, that uh, that twenty mark. But uh, right now we're at nineteen. So thanks for the fellas for joining. Thank you for the listeners for supporting us all this way. Yes, indeedy. Uh, go ahead and give us a rundown before we introduce our guest. This episode, we're going to cover uh, some, not the Tiger news of the week, but we have some other news that we're going to cover. Uh, we're going to get into last week's recaps of the Memorial Tournament and the U.S. Women's Open. Both, uh, both turned out to be some great tournaments. Uh, this week's Palmetto Championship and the LPGA Medi-Heal Championship. Uh, and then we are going to get into everything Hard Knock Slice and the 2021 uh, tour. Um, I'm going to talk about the tournament and how we're getting ready for it. Uh, and, you know, we're going to get into this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Like that old monster truck shit. Mm-hmm. You know, when they told you that they were going to sell you the seat. Yeah. But you only need the edge. Ugh. So you better get ready for this Hard Knock Slice tour. Get fellas. ready. Um, we got a cool golf story. This dude named Jake Adams uh, and his dope journey. So we're going to tell you about that. We're going to get into the top Pharrell produced songs, the back nine. So the front nine, we're going to get into the back Pharrell or the top Pharrell produced songs or songs that he's been in the back nine. We're going to talk about how we're getting ready for the uh, hard knock slice tour. Um, The weekly segment. uh, I think we're going to have some epic ones today because we got a lot of fellas here. What are we hating on the golf gigging song of the week? um take control by dmx and snoop dogg and this is a shout out to uh to our man booger because this is a banger yeah. uh, we're gonna get get into our final <laughs> shout outs to close the show yeah i love it so as we mentioned we got a full house so with us we got chocolate thunder aka chocolate dropper from florida in the building what's happening vish uh man i'm just trying to penetrate the set that's all all right we got Dan Takao Method Dan, the Anta Man in the building. What's happening, Dan? What's up, guys? Good to be here. We got the good doctor himself, the MD, the reigning champ, the commissioner in the building. What's happening, Mike? What's up, fellas? Glad to be back. We got B. Coles Spilner. You never had your car in the building. Here in the building. What's happening, B. Coles? What up? What up? Thanks for having me back. And last but not least. His mama calls him Marshall. Sea pipes, the man with the plan. Mr. Ice Water, the cold 
Negro himself. C-Pipes, what's happening, brother? Thanks for having me back, boys. Happy I can add some panache to the podcast. Yes, indeed. Um, okay. Um. <laughs> hey, you turn French. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, on every on every Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, let's roll into the golf news. Let's talk about this uh, Premier Golf League um, that's back in the press and uh, plans to start their league in 2023. So um, they're talking about an 18 tournament schedule, uh, 12 U.S., 48 players, 20 million dollar purse. Uh, $4 million to the winner, scaling down to $150,000. And there will be some team events. Um, a lot of people were getting mixed up from the Premier Golf League and the SGL. Um, and so I wanted to get everyone's thoughts on this uh, Premier Golf League. Do you guys think it's going to work? What's going to happen? Let's, let's go to C-Pipes. You know, I'm falling in the camp of to be quite honest, I don't care. If it's on, I will watch it. If there are people who defect and go to the, from the PGA Tour to the Champions League or whatever league we want to call this, I'll watch it. Um, I think Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather just proved this weekend, if you put something interesting on TV, people will buy it and watch it. So it really does not matter. That's facts. Facts, but a bullshit money grab. Just going to. Well, so is this league. Yeah, I know. I feel, I feel bad for if anybody pay for that dumbass fight. Sorry, y'all. You mean pay for it? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't paying for that bullshit. Uh, Chocolate Thunder, what's your thoughts on this? Um, Yeah, I'm kind of with pipes on this. I I don't know that it matters a whole lot one way or the other. The uh, no different than the XFL, unless they got somebody out in the course talking about he hate me. Um, I don't see how they're going to sell ticks. <laughs> it's it's interesting you say that. There's there's they mentioned a couple of things, right? So, uh, dream fields and matchups, right? The verses they're going to try to do the best and match people up. The rivalries, there's no cuts. It's three days team playoffs, um, five hour broadcast windows. Um, none of this flaky shit. So. Um, a lot of appetizing things there. They're trying to do basically the opposite of the PGA. Um, and there's money into it. So, Dan, what do you think? be honest, I don't really care either. But if it's going to get golf exposure, I'm all for it just to grow the game. You know, I think people's awareness and learning more about the game just, you know, through different avenues, I think it's can be a good thing. And plus, if it can get some people some – way to make some money maybe they can then get, get on the pga tour you know we'll see so you know it has a lot of i think potential but we'll see how it plays out b coles i mean i i can't even be contrarian I, i'm i'm with everyone else i couldn't really care less about this it's just you know if you can make money doing your thing go do your thing and make that money the commish MD was happening with it. I'll be a contrarian. This shit ain't going to work. Um, basically the, you see the press release that came out. It was kind of like a, Oh, shucks. We're just trying to, you know, have some fun little tourneys guys. That's all we're trying to do, but that's complete bullshit. I mean, they, they're trying to per, you know, trying to take all the top players and just the premise of trying to make that happen is, is not going to work out. 
you've got 18 tournaments where you're trying to bring the top talent to it. Uh, the top talent plays like what, 30 rounds a year or 30 tourneys a year. So you're trying to get them to make that jump for two thirds of their schedule. And then, you know, they're kind of claiming that, you know, we're going to be working with the PGA so players can play on both tours. And they're trying to make the PGA the bad guy, you know, trying to, you know, say we're going to ban players or whatever. But the second they start paying guaranteed contracts to these guys that they try to bring over, they don't want those guys having any part of the PGA anymore. They, they own you. You're their property now. They don't want you over there getting injured. So, you know, that's the complete you know, bullshit thing in their press release. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think, you know, you've got to have some sort of big draw, you know, like, like uh, Vish was saying, you know, you got to have some like XFL stuff. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what draws more eyes, uh, you know, above and beyond the PGA. You only watch what, four to six tournaments a year that are, you know, must see TV. So how are they going to make 18 weeks be must see TV? You know, I don't see that happening. You're not the NFL. Um, at the end of the day, what you're going to butt up against is the audience you're trying to get actually plays the sport you're trying to put on TV. So 18 weeks out of the year, golfers, your core audience, they want to go out and play. So, you know, these five hour windows, you know, trying to shorten it three days, none of that matters. You're trying to do 18 weeks and that's just, just doesn't seem like it's going to fly to me. Good point. Now, can they can these things you mentioned like, hey, you know, they're trying to take them. But the PGA says, hey, we can coexist. Right. So whoever wants to go out here, we're not going to ban you. Go out and get your money. Just make sure you come and play in the tournaments here. Right. Because golfers get to choose what tournaments they play in. You know, of course, they got to qualify for the majors and stuff, but they pick and choose like what they want to play in. Right. So. Can we coexist here? No, why? I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't think the PGA is going to allow them to coexist. Can it happen? Is anything possible? Yes, I just don't think it's. I don't think they're going to allow it to happen. And so, I mean, I, I did hear one rumor, and it's not, and it wasn't in any official spot, thing like that. But they said that John Rahm is tied to this Premier League. Um, so kind of like under the table, it's kind of like they're ta- It's being talked about that he's one of the big names that they do have. Um, but when you look out there, it's not any on anything that, that's secure. So I think they're going to have to get some big names. Um, to me, I think it's, I think when I look at the whole thing, it's, you can't, you can't have monopoly on anything. And these guys are independent contractors. To me, they operate like independent contractors. They have their own, they have their own sponsors. They operate their own, they, they do all that kind of stuff. So, you know, um, you know, um, so I think in that, in that sense, you know, there, I don't think that the PGA is going to allow for that to happen. They want to have their own standalone league. Um, but if I'm, if I'm a golfer, if I'm one of the pros, I'm like, I, and I, I, I should be able to, to pick and choose the tournaments I want to play in if I'm, if I'm funding my own way there. So that's the way I look at it as a, as a, you know, person in the audience, if it's on during the right time, I'll watch it. Right. Um, that's my whole thing. If it's on, we'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, will I commit a full day to it? Maybe, maybe not. But 
if it's on, sure, I'll, I'll take a look if it's interesting mm-hmm. enough. You know, I think the the interesting thing about this conversation and that mentality, because I think six or seven of us were lukewarm with one being, nah, it's going to fall apart, is we felt the same way about XFL. Where did that go? We felt the way that same way about Arena League football. Where did that go? Like all of those things fell apart. Um, and it's mostly because how do you hold someone's attention in this particular space? You know, maybe, maybe you could look at MLS, but sp- to that end, soccer is like one of the most played sports in the world. And that creation of an opportunity, you gave people a chance to say, oh, I can go play this in the United States. But this thing isn't isn't quite doing that, right? Because they're not trying to grab that person. Um, so I, I don't I don't know how you get enough excitement around the sport unless you're trying to put on waste management style events and getting people to wear silly, silly costumes or have some sort of cliches or, um, you know, not cliches, but some sort of like draw on them individually to give you like, Oh snap, that was crazy. Like I'd watch crazy. I totally, I totally watch crazy. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think this is a sport that relies on viewership, right? This is a sport that relies on sponsors. The, the purses is not, is, is paid by, the work days, the KPMGs, et cetera, who sponsor these tournaments. So that, and, and so the, whatever this new tournament is going to be is already funded and whatever the, and whatever the PGA has is already funded. And so sure we may watch or not watch, but, but whether or not the masses watch these things are, are almost irrelevant at this point because the, the, the bills are paid. And I think this is different money. It's not us based money. So right. this is, this is Saudi money. This is European based money. This might even be money from investors in APAC. So I think, you know, I, I think that the money might be different. And so you, I I think they're going to force this to happen, whether they have top pros or not. (laughs) Um, Speaking of, you mentioned John Rom and uh, you know, he was part of this or was part of this Memorial tournament. Sure. Give us a rundown on this Memorial tournament real quick. Oh man. So this was, this was a good one. If, um, if you didn't catch it, uh, came all the way down to the wire. Um, Patrick, uh, Cantalay held off Colin Morikawa in the playoff, uh, with the victory with the 275 a minus 13 and took home 1.7 mil. Um, you know, it, it tough when it comes down to the playoff, man, with these guys, a lot of pressure there. Um, and you kind of saw Morikawa just, just fall apart, but the interesting, I mean, you know, let alone who won the tournament, I mean, I think the story out of the whole weekend was John Rahm, you know, it can, you know, getting diagnosed fully with COVID um, and uh, having to kind of be forced out of the tournament. I think I believe in the third round. Right. So or the end of the third round, whatever. I can't remember. But um, but the end the, of the third round, he was told. Yeah. The crazy part about this is that I, I so I was doing some reading and, and that a lot of the players had found out that he was already being monitored that he was already they were already ahead kind of in in monitoring him because I guess he had been around someone who had contracted COVID. So a lot of people already knew. So for me, I want to ask y'all a question, you know, um, you know, what where the fuck is the HIPAA and all, you know, where's the where's the privacy and some of that shit? If the players knew before it was really sent said in public, like how do you how would you guys feel about that if you if you were John Rom? Well, I, I don't know. It's a couple. There, there's a couple ways to look at it, right? I think the initial thing is, you know, 
the PGA has been clear on the rules and the rules were if once, once, especially once everybody started getting vaxxed, once the vax came out, if you were vaxxed, you would not have to go through any of these protocols or procedures or anything like that. So homeboy made a decision to not, he found out that he was, and then was reported that after he found out, then he immediately got his first shot. So, um, you can't just go back and change rules. Like, trust me, I've bent a lot of rules in my day, but the rules are the rules. <laughs> he bent them or he tried to bend them. He didn't follow them. So piece of that 1.7 chief. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just asking you guys how you feel about it. Like if you were a player on the tournament, um, how would you feel vaccinated or not? Like, how would that make you feel? I mean, it's, it's part of your, your job, right? These guys are doing a job. So, the rules and regulations, as C-Pipe said, were set out in front of you. And you have a choice. And they gave you a choice, right? So he chose not to. It caught up to him. And he lost lost them bucks. Um, you know, there was a lot of people out there saying, hey, do you think he should play solo and all that stuff? Yeah, that's one way to look at it. But no, the PGA already had its rules. I'm sorry, Chief. You didn't follow him. You made your choice. It is what it is. And I believe he still <laughs> John Rom still took home some kind of money. Well, yeah, because he yeah, was he both, may have placed because yeah, he had he a six stroke league of the, of the cut, so he might sure. have taken home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I mean your your question, Reg, though, is about the publicizing the fact that he had, um, that he had COVID. Um, and I think to that end, should it have been publicized? I think the answer is probably no. Um, certainly the other players should know. Um, I guess my point is he has a right to privacy as, as it relates to his health concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the, on the other end of the spectrum, there's a player safety thing because there's probably other players that are following the rules that are in the event. So they need to know no matter what. Now, if they right. leak it, what is one individual's responsibility to HIPAA versus the entire organization? And, you know, if I'm a guy on the tour and I'm being a dick about it, I mean, I don't care. Like I don't have a HIPAA responsibility as it relates to the fact that he got booted for COVID. Right. It's my responsibility, responsibility is to the hospital though. Right. right? That's that's the so there, there really is no HIPAA violation is what, is what right. I'm doing. Yeah. 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 The PGA has to worry about that. The the but what I'm oh. saying is you have a the, the, well, here's what I'm, no hear me out though. Me as an individual person, I don't I shouldn't have to worry about that. My obligation is to my family. Sure. And that's where I'm that's where if that's where I draw the line. So I'm Yeah, but uh it's kind of like all the other sports, right? So if if all of a sudden he's not playing, what do you, you know. say? Right? So you can't say, Oh, he's a healthy scratch. You have to you these these organizations have a reason to say, hey, LeBron's out with this. Chris Paul is out with this. Joker's been injured with this. Right. It's not like the the you're not going into their file and saying, hey, we're going to publicize this. You know, I think if there was a mistake, it was the way that they told him in front of the cameras. Agreed. In front of everybody. If there was. And I don't think it's just sorry. Chuck. I don't think it's just because of the. I think the problem is they waited until after the round. Once they knew he was positive, he should have been notified and they should have removed him from the situation because he's potentially exposing other people who are not vaccinated. I don't, I don't think it's like NBA, right? When they found out people tested positive, they stopped the game. They pulled people. 
I mean, if you go back a year, you know, back in March in 2020, that's what they did because it was the safety aspect first. That's the way it should have been handled, in my opinion. I have a couple of interesting questions or some thoughts about it. So first off, if the PGA was responsible for the testing administration, then they might have a HIPAA responsibility there. Um, If they were facilitating it, that would be a thing. On the flip side of it, when you start talking about the NBA and stuff, I think at that time, everybody kind of knew what was going on. The league was very overt about stopping games. And then when they came back being really overt about it, so if someone wasn't playing in the NBA, medical scratch, it was obvious that they had, they had COVID in this particular space. He could have been a medical scratch for this and no one would have never known why it could have been the flu, you know, so they could have kept it private. So uh, I don't know. I don't recall who said it, but that notion of telling that story out in front of cameras, that to me feels like bad PR. Mm-hmm. And in that particular scenario, this is the PGA. Is there PR personnel really that bad that they're going to let something slip like that? Or were they going for something more salacious? I don't know. But the, the, what I will say is that I remember when Jordan Spieth had COVID, you didn't hear that it, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't the same. But he wasn't, mean? he wasn't that hot either though. Right. No, like, but that, right. But this is what I'm saying. Like it, it seems like it was handled differently and it was when it, but maybe he has better folks that kept everything where it should be. And I think a part of it is, and I'm not saying I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how these guys have, you know, these guys probably have people around them, whether agents or whatever they're called, right. Or handlers or teams of folks, advisors or whatever they're called. Right. So I think it seemed that when Jordan Spieth had contracted COVID, when he had to withdraw from a tournament, it just, it just seems like it was handled differently. That's all I'm saying. I, I think the fact that you're talking about somebody who had a six shot lead, um, yeah. get pulled from the end of a round because there's been guys have been pulled like Nick Watney was pulled last year. I mean, people have been pulled from these rounds. Mm-hmm. I think it was just the nature of this guy has, is, is running away with the tournament. And that's why it's probably a bigger story than what it really was. Yep. If he was in 30th, nobody's talking about it. Cared. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. But what about them three dudes that were playing with it? I'll think uh, they were high five in him on his hold one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, but, but but, but again, work. we're we're a year we're a year into COVID now. We kind of understand that being outdoors and yeah. minimal contact like that is is not like me sore super spreader events. Like, yeah, yeah, true. Well, the other side of it too is question. It was no. It's like telling it to the world versus telling the people in your foursome. Yeah. Well, let's be honest too. It the, our our situation here in the U.S. is a lot different than other countries. Sure. I don't know. Either way, I mean, he he was kicking ass. Uh, Cantalay, you know, was doing his thing. It, it went to that playoff, and uh, because you 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 must have been watching because you said, "Damn it!" As soon as because your boy Morikawa could couldn't get out that rough there. Uh, just kind of had a, a shitty shot, uh, um, but it's, it's it was good to kind of see them competing. Colin is is actually um, playing pretty well out there. So, mm-hmm. can't let it came that. through twenty two to one. Thanks, Rom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cantlay, man, with that win, he takes he takes the top spot in the FedEx Cup race. So that's a is um that's a big jump for him, man. I think he was within the top 10, but now he takes the top spot. You still have uh, Bryson and then Jordan Spieth. So, mm-hmm. 
Another interesting piece here is Ricky Fowler was playing some serious golf. Yeah. Uh, seems like he's getting back to himself a little bit. Um, he sh- he finished at 11th, um, and he probably if he would have finished, I think a stroke better, uh, placed 10th, he would have been able to qualify for the next major. So that kind of sucks, but it's good to see Ricky trending back up because uh, he had one foot in the grave. He was he was joining the Undertaker status, so. Uh, we'll see. Uh, let's roll over to the U.S. Women's. Actually, who did you have in winning this, Suge? Because I know my pick, my picks didn't get anywhere close. Yeah, my picks weren't close either, man. I'm gonna have to. Well, I had Spieth. He placed 18th. At JT, uh, he was at 42nd, and Finau with the disappointing placing 32nd. So. Uh, anyone that listened to me on the betting last week, I'm sorry. Should have should have called up MD himself. <laughs> um, well, let's let's roll over to the U.S. Women's Open. Give us a rundown on that, Shug. All right. So this was a this was a great tournament too, and it was finally on national TV, so you didn't have to watch it on any kind of any hidden channel or just on the golf channel. So, um was cool to see the ladies out there um you know it looked kind of cold on that course obviously you know being kind of on the west coast uh closer to you know the the bay area you never know what you're going to get um but yuka sasso won with the 280 minus four and uh finally the ladies are going to take home some bread with this tournament she took home uh a cool one one million dollars for that win oh boy good for her man um and she matches Indy Park as the youngest champion um, from the Philippines. And she has an exemption for, for the next 10 U.S. Women's Open. So that's pretty cool, man. Um, and other LPGA future events, she's uh, got exemptions for that, too. Um, and then she also, so this actually went down to a playoff, too. And uh, she won. Um, she sunk a, a really nice putt. Um, and she beat Nasa Hatakota. So I want to make sure I say that right. Mm. I mean, butchering last names on this yeah, fucking show, killing it. But, but it, um, but I thought I, that that one might have been all right. Uh, but Lexi Thompson, um, she couldn't. She got to Sunday, man. She just couldn't move forward. Um, and the competition just basically outplayed her. And then uh, there was a lot of ladies out there that were trying to to catch up and and to catch the the top uh, the top um, contenders there. But a uh, great tournament and um. You know, we'll see what happens with the lady there, the ladies tournaments. They have a couple more championships here uh, coming up. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I thought for sure that Nellie Corda was going to play well. She she missed a cut. That was tough. Uh, and I keep picking Danielle Kang because I'm on the Kang train and uh, she plays 35th. But she, she's going to make it soon. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to see women's golf and they're playing well and um, all fun. Hey, man, I don't know about y'all. I feel old looking at some of these folks. <laughs> like, Thompson was born the year I graduated high school. Come on. Oh, boy. Yeah, Let's Sasso, see, I, looks like she's our age, but is 26 years old. Right? Yeah. Because oh, she's been on tour since she was a teenager. Right. So she's been around a while. Lot of son, bro. Well, that's it. Sasso is only 20. Mm. Yeah, he's, I mean, they're young. Yeah. It's the son. You know, that's... Oh. Shit, before I, you know, there was a, there's a, a good story coming out of this too, man. There was, um, 
And let me make sure. Mega Gane. And I believe um, so mm-hmm. she was the top amateur in, in this uh, U.S. Women's Open. Yep. 17 years old, man. And she shared the lead um, in the first round. And then she actually played the final round with all the leaders. So, I mean, at 17 years old, can you believe that? Think about that kind of experience and what you soaked in at that age and what, what your future could be. Shit. Yeah, for sure. And just to look at them and say, hey, they're only in their 20s and they look like they're 40. Make sure you put some sunscreen on. And that, that brings me to For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics, who is sponsoring this episode. And let's hear from them. Hey, golfer, gals, and gents. This is Ashley Knight, founder and owner of For Your Eyes Only Aesthetics. Plan on hitting the links? Then you need sunscreen. 80% of all skin aging comes from the sun. So protect yourself while you're on the green with Image Skincare, available only through a trusted esthetician like me. When I'm outdoors, my go-to sunscreen is the Prevention Plus Daily Ultimate Protection Moisturizer, SPF 50. A friend of this podcast is a friend of mine. So enter a coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout and you will receive 20% off your order. Again, enter coupon code, don't be alarmed, at checkout to receive 20% off all orders. You can find us at www.youreyesonlyaesthetics.com. Again, that's www.youreyesonlyesthetics.com. Yes, indeed. Keep that skin fresh. We're playing in the Hard Knock Tournament this weekend. Fellas, make sure you lather it on and stay fresh. Uh, Suge, roll into the Palmetto Championship. This is going to be at the Carnegie or the Con man, Con Gary or shit, whatever it is, golf club in Jamesville, <laughs> South Carolina. Um, it's going to be a par 71, 76, 85 total yards. It's a Tom Fazio course that was uh, um, re- updated uh, or actually um, unveiled in 2018. It was also named the best course of 2018. And um, they, they have a, a cool foundation as well that aims to kind of unite ambassador members with the shared purpose that impacts the lives of young people and education through this game of golf. So very, a very cool tournament. Um, very cool um, cause with their, their, uh, you know, what they're putting on for this weekend. This is actually a replacement for the RBC heritage um, and PGA championship due to COVID-19 protocols in Canada. So um, next year they'll, they'll bring that tournament back. Um, but there's a 7.3 total million or 7.3 million uh, total purse for this tournament. Um, so we'll see what happens. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, there's a couple of big dogs in this in this tournament, right? So you got DJ returning. You got Kepka out here. Um, there's just, I mean, you only have a couple of them, but there's some players in this field that can make some noise. And it, this is a warm up for next week, right? So. Um, Let's let's see what Dan, who who do you think is going to win this? I think DJ's do. You know, he's obviously been high on the, you know, the ranking for a while now. And being that it, you know, he, he's a South, South Carolina guy, you know, kind of a home state advantage, if you will. I think he's going to be my pick. And I have Brooks, you know, Brooks has been playing some solid golf. And I think he, he personally want to show up on Bryson. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then sleeper, I think Jonathan Vegas might put something out there. So just keep hmm. keep an eye on him. Nice. B calls. Uh I so going back to what this uh this uh golf club stands for, I, I was kind of impressed with it, you know. These couple of billionaires set this thing up and and have this mentorship, you know, the support, educational, vocational for underprivileged children around the world. You know, reading some of the stories of some of the kids that they've impacted—that's pretty awesome. So, this is a impressive little uh, little golf club. As far as the tourney goes, um, I kind of like Brooks in this. If uh, if he can be straighter off the tee. He's, he's got a big chance here, um, you know, with, with all the sand that's, that's around all these fairways. You know, there's a lot of trees and stuff like that. He, he could get in trouble real quick, but if, if he keeps it straight, he's got a good shot at this one. Yep, I agree. MD, thoughts? Uh, usually I go with a, a top 10 odds guy. I think this week I'm going to go with Terrell Hatton, uh, Englishman. And then I uh, thought I'd just make it a four-pack Englishman. One of these guys is going to get it. Poulter, Fleetwood, Hatton, or Fitzpatrick. Hmm. Like it. C-pipes. You guys know I don't really gamble too much because I'm still spending that Clinton-era money. But um, <laughs> if I had to, I'll, I'll just say DJ and, and move on and let somebody else select. Uh, choc- chocolate Thunder. Uh, I, I'm speechless with the Glenn Air Cash. Um, I feel like this tournament is kind of setting up to be kind of a tune-up. And by tune-up, I'm going to practice a couple of shots I think I need for the next uh, tourney. So I'm going further down the stack. I like Fleetwood um, in there. Like, get themselves some notoriety, get some FedEx points before getting to this other one. Um, and I like M for it as well. Shook. Well, you know, I heard a couple of picks that I like as well. Um, I'm gonna, I like M with you on that uh, chocolate twilight, and I also like Brooks. I think that at some point, for all this shit talking back and forth, I think he's gonna end up winning one. Um, and you know, he's been playing some some good golf uh, leading up to this, so we'll see what happens. And then I think one guy that I think that I'm just going to go on, I'm just going to go a little bit further down a little bit, and I'm going to go with Garrick um, Higgio. And the, he's the South African guy. So I think um, I think it's going to be somebody that, that's, that hasn't won in a minute. Um, you know, I know Brooks won earlier in the year, but I think it's just going to be somebody that just hasn't, that no one's been talking about that's going to take this tournament. Nice. Um, I am going to roll with Brooks to make some noise. Um, he has um, actually played well, and all this talk with him and Bryson could be uh, a little motivation. And then I'm going to go with Kevin Kisner. Kind of like Kiz, he he plays decently, can place, and every once in a while he can surprise you. Um, MD, I'm, I'm kind of on the Terrell Hatton train also. I can see that happening also. So, um Looking good. Appreciate the picks, fellas. Suge, let's roll into the ladies. All right. This is going to be the LPGA Medi Hill Championship. This is going to be at the Lake Merced Golf Club in Daly City, California, back out there in the towards the Bay Area. Um, par of 72. 
This is uh, 6,925 total yards. This uh, course was designed by Willie Locke uh, way back in the day. You know, this dude, if he's a still alive, his hair is gray in 1922. <laughs> and, Al- <laughs> 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 and Al- <laughs> um, Alistair McKenzie, uh, they made improvements seven years later in 1929 with the latest update taking place in 1996 by Robert Muir Graves. This is a total purse of um, 5.5 million. Um, and, you know, there are some great scores being put up by the ladies and some great competition all around these tournaments. So and, um, you know, these these tournaments are being determined, you know, coming down to that final round. So it's these ladies are putting their heart and soul into this man. And, and I think I've always said this and I've been saying this since we started this this pod. But some of these ladies, man, some of them, it's 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 to me, the competition is better than watching some of the men's tournaments just because. You know, some of the men's tournaments, they get out of hand They're there. When it comes down to the final round, this guys ain't catching some of the leaders. But that's just uh, that's just my perspective, man. I like it. There's a couple of big names in this tournament. Uh, let's mm-hmm. get to the picks. So let's go with C-Pipes. What's, what you got with the ladies? Um, I'll go Danielle Kang. Kang gang all day. Once again. All right. B-Call. So I'll, I'll stick with my standard week-to-week pick of Danielle Kang, but uh, I'm liking Lydia Ko on this as well. She won here a couple years back. She's got a lot of energy. She is amped going into this one. MD, what you got? I'm going to go with C. Young Kim. Uh, she finished 16th at the, at the U.S. Open. A couple top threes this year. I think she's top ten in the tour points right now. So I'm going to roll with her. Dan, the answer man. I think Lexi Thompson is going to have some redemption. Oh. You know, she, that was hers to win and she lost. You know, she was, but I think she had like a 10, with 10 holes left. I mean, she had, a, I think, a five stroke. Or she finished the last, you know, five over par for shooting at 75. So I think she has some in the tank that she's like, I need something, get some redemption. So that's my pick. My sleeper is Envy Park. I think Envy's always solid. So we'll see. Nice. Chocolate dropper. <laughs> I'm uh I'm feeling Lexi. I think she can get it. Nice. Okay. I don't think sexy to say. I'll let her do the swinging and that's it. Hmm. Shug. I want to go with Lexi Thompson as well. I think she's got some she's got something to prove. It's gonna or it could be one of the quarters. Um uh or Lydia Ko. And I think she's I think she's cold blooded, man. She can drive the shit out of the ball. And she's pretty accurate. I think then she gets, you could, I like watching her play because she gets pissed off. Well, I'm going to go with Lydia Co. also. And then I'm going to go with Patty Tavatanakit. Word. Getting better with the names. That's she's why. She's a young bomber. She yep. tore it up a few weeks back. For sure. So she has a lot, so much potential. Yep. So let's roll with that. Um, speaking of bombers, we've got five or six bombers on this call. And it's time for the hard knock fucking slice. And it's here. And I'm excited because we have 16 players in this year's tournament. It's going to be our first round is at Highland Hills here in Colorado. Um, 
and we've come, uh, you know, started in 2014. So, Mike D., go ahead and give us a rundown of, you know, the tournament, how it started since you're the commission and reigning champ. Yeah, so like he said, we started in 2014. It was just uh, eight of us initially. Uh, I think five of us were, you know, we all went to high school together. And a couple of, you know, college friends uh, joined up for that initial eight. And it was just a, you know, four, four round tournament over the summer, developed a little point system, you know, kind of a mini FedEx uh, playoff, you know, just to get out and, and have some fun with the fellas. And then, you know, a couple of years passed and we expanded to, you know, 10 players, five tourneys, and started to develop just kind of a system that works for, you know, the guys that are, you know, busy with work, busy with, you know, new families and trying to make it so that, you know, we could all get out and, and make it, uh, you know, have some variables in there. So we, we instituted like a bye week uh, So, you know, you can pick some time off to make sure that, you know, it's flexible for everyone and, and everyone can get out and play. And eventually we just moved to 12 players, uh, five tourneys. And then now we're moving to 16 uh, six rounds over the summer and yeah it's just great to get everyone out you know we've got some four new players this year and yeah looking forward to seeing the new guys and then always just seeing uh, who practiced over the winter and is going to bring that game <laughs> yes indeed um, we have some people that were here in the original um, when it started um, how did you guys feel? Did you guys think it was going to just grow past this? Like, I mean, it's, it's pretty serious when we get out there, like we see the points, we like to have fun and stuff like that, but we're really competing and everything It's grown to 16 players. So from then to now, how are you feeling? I'm feeling if we get some Saudi back money, we could take on the premier league. Uh, thank you, Vish. Say that shit and say it again. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. Say what you said. We need that Saudi money. That's what we need. Certainly do. These tea times ain't cheap. That's no, true. No, they are not. All I know is Mike has won several times, so it's not even you know expensive for him to play. It's, he'd, he'd be losing money if he didn't participate. That's how I feel <laughs> for Mike. So good job, Mike. But you're going down this year. Oh. <laughs> Hey, well, that that might be true. You know, my handicap is getting uh, to be a challenge for me to defeat. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious who it's going to be. Who's going to step up and and take this trophy? Yeah, but to answer your question, Eric, I mean, in all seriousness, I think it's come a long way. You know, and it's and it's handled really well. I think Mike does an excellent job, and not just kissing butt, but ser- in all seriousness. You know, he he coordinates everything, sets it up. I mean, it runs, you know, flawlessly, to be honest. I mean, we don't have any problems. We all, you know, if there's an issue with the tea time, you know, somewhere, he quickly books it somewhere else. I mean, it doesn't miss, you know, it doesn't skip a beat. So keep keep going, Mike. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think, you know, and it hasn't been, you know, just me. I'm constantly bouncing things off all the guys and, and just trying to come up with better systems and, you know, to number one, get everyone out there, but then to make it competitive and, you know, come up with a modified handicap system that works for everyone because, you know, it's, it's tough, especially here in Colorado where, 
everyone takes six months off. And so, you know, you can't just, you know, have a USGA handicap and assume everything's going to roll well. So, you know, come up with a, a modified system to where it's, you know, completely an in-tour index that we use. And, um, yeah, you, and everyone's had good input, input on that and, and how that all works. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate all you guys, too. And one last comment, too. I, I, I enjoy the competition and like seeing people progress. I mean, I've seen folks who were, you know, you wouldn't be surprised to see somebody shank a ball. And then I'm seeing them shoot, you know, in the 80s, you know, in the span of just a couple of years. So seeing people progress, you know, it's awesome. So you know who you are. That that would be me. Ice water, what you got? It's it's obviously been fun because I mean I'm I'm looking at all the people that I've known for a number of years and we've just been able to get out. I think Mike hit it best when he said, you know, a lot of us started young families, so it was hard to justify getting out there on a Saturday or Sunday for five or six hours. Um, but being able that we had a tournament to to actually book four to five to six weeks. Um, made it a little bit easier, more palatable to be able to do something like that. So it's been it's been fun to be able to do it. I mean, it's been my only way to see a lot of you guys because I've just been either out of town or with with the babies or a lot. So it's it's been my only way to see a lot of you. So it's definitely been my way to avenue to connect and keep in touch and whip y'all's ass. Mm. And out there chasing that Clinton money. <laughs> when your dress is off, ladies. Oh. Whoopsie. Um. So. Mike, in choosing these these courses, right, we have some pretty good courses this year. We got Highland Hills we're starting out with. Um, we have uh, Todd Creek. We have uh, City Park, Walnut Creek, and Raccoon Creek. So uh, in those courses, which course are you guys looking forward to, uh, you know, challenging your game this year? Let's go with, uh, let's go with MD first. Well, it's, uh, you know, I'm kind of interested to see uh, City Park. They completely revamped it. Uh, from what I understand, the back nine is a completely different course at this point. So I'm, I'm interested to see that. Uh, in terms of just quality of course, I really like Walnut Creek. It's always in great condition, and, and it can be pretty tough. Um, and then it's, you know, then we got Raccoon Creek, which is no mystery. I made that my bye week. I do, do not like that course. So uh, good, <laughs> good luck to y'all. Awesome. B. Cole. Um, yeah, we've uh, we've gotten out to Walnut Creek this year and it kicked my ass. So I'll be happy to go back and uh, try and try and give a give it a good fight. Um, I'm interested to see what what City Park looks like. I never got to play the original um, layout, so it'll all be brand new to me. So that'll be fun. C pipes. Yeah, most excited about City Park. I mean, I used to live a couple of blocks from there. I played it all the time. Um, then they tore it up, and given that Park Hill is gone and City Park is new, it's a little bit nostalgic. So, really excited to play there. Chocolate Thunder. Uh, you know, Raccoon Creek's got some uh, some family history to it. Uh, it is definitely a difficult course. Um, I feel like one of the more difficult ones we've played um, in a while. So that's cool. And then of course, city parks in the backyard. I'd like to say that's home field advantage, but I don't know that there's any course that would give me any kind of advantage um, unless they move all of the greens like hard, right immediately. 
then I feel like I could kill it and just do an amazing job. Nice. <clears throat> you develop um, a hook at that point. Shug, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're new coming into this. What what course are you looking to play in? Um, that I mean that you hear the guys, it's going to be a little challenging out there. So your thoughts? Yeah. So I mean, I would I th- I would love to put City Park on there, but I'm uh, that's the one I'm actually going to have to bow out on. So um, I would say the the two courses y'all just mentioned, um, Raccoon Creek and Walnut Creek. I think I'm looking you know, um, forward to both of those because I, I just, I like seeing the different scenery out there, um, regardless of how I'm playing. So, you know, I think it's always going to be a good day, good fellas. And, uh, you know, not too many drinks for this brother. Cause I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be serious. Yeah. I'm looking forward to raccoon Creek myself, um, just to see what it's going to bring. Um, City Park, C Pipes and I used to sneak on that back back nine and play it um, back in the day, and uh, I'm sad I'm gonna miss that, but I I do want to play that. I drove by it the other day; it looks amazing, actually. So um, they did a good job on that. You said that real sad, man. I'm, I'm really sad about it because I'm gonna miss out on it, but I'll I'll get a chance to play it at some point. So, um, Mike did a good job on the matchups this year. So kind of when you look at all the matchups and everything out there, he he always pairs you with, um, you know, everyone that's that's kind of fun and and he kind of mixes it up and it it switches to your handicaps. But um, it's always fun um, playing uh, with others like that. Um, How do you see your guy yourself playing this year? Like, how do you feel going out into week one? into Highland Hill. So, uh, chocolate thunder prepared. Uh, yeah, I think my game plan for this year is, uh, to try to get to consistency. So I will not be partaking in alcohol for at least 10 of the holes. Um, oh, and boy. then I'll probably bring wait, on- wait, 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 we need to write that. Like, you know how they write that shit on the board on TNT. Yeah. Ernie. Yeah, so write, didn't say write it on the board. Holes. Write it on the board. <laughs> I didn't say uh, is that going to be the ten holes you're actually at the course for? Are you? Oh yeah, that's gonna that's be true. Early again, or? <laughs> the ass is not calling that day, huh? Oh goodness! <laughs> did you see that? Did you see that dust cloud? <laughs> no, man, the vis was right there. <laughs> uh, B call. How you feeling? You know, uh, this last week, I've, I've seen some pretty good things with my with my swing and stuff. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I've got a matchup with uh, Mike Reed, and I think he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna come in. And he's gonna play pretty hard. So that'll be a that'll be a fun matchup for me. Nice, Dan. So Mike mentioned Raccoon Creek not being a fun course as far as score. That's one of the reasons last year why my handicap is as high as it is right now. So I purposely picked that as a buy as well. But Highland Hills essentially is like a home course for me. I play that thing so many times, and I've won there before in this tournament. So, oh boy, yeah, I'm going to get out there to, to, to get one quick. Put it oh. that way. Mm, I like it. C-pipes. Put it down. It's threat level midnight with my swing. I'm feeling pretty confident. So I'm <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's motherfucker. All right. Uh, MD. 
you're the Ricky. You like fucking the Ricky Fowler. Of this like you know to just so just <laughs> I'm gonna throw it out there. Just just like Rick. That. right on. Uh, I don't know, man. I've had I've had seasons where I couldn't hit the ball straight two days before the tourney, and then came out and crushed it the first round, and then completely feeling myself, and then taking a shit in the first round. So, okay, that said, feeling pretty damn good right now. Going to go play tomorrow just to validate or completely confuse myself. One of the two. We'll see what happens. Shug. I feel way better now than I did like two months ago. I feel like I can go out here and, and be at least consistently trying to to get the ball forward. Um I did I've I've hit a couple of great shots that make me feel that it's there. Like it that 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 it's coming along. Um I hit a T shot, it was about two hundred 200 um 210 yards out i hit it with a hybrid and got it within five feet of the cup man so that was probably the best feeling shot that i've had um i still need to work on a couple things you know to get more consistent um chipping is tough i think uh but i actually just changed my putter um shit i i changed a couple clubs in my bag so i think it's helping me out sold the putter um, so I, I'm now I'm going to a blade, help me out, uh, take a couple shots off my, you know, where I was, where I was struggling putting. So I'm looking forward to this because my competition is basically with myself. Cause I know you guys have been golfing longer than me, but, um, I'm going to try to give some of y'all a, a little run for your money. Nice. Well, I'm in a group with uh, Mathis, who's a newcomer. I haven't seen him play. It'd be interesting to be matched up with him and see how he does, but, the other part of my foursome is Martin and Marcus, Harrison versus Sierra, athlete versus athlete. Let's see what kind of shit talking happens here. Um, I know M Dub's game is is for him to be the athlete that he is is not always at the top top tier uh, for golf, and and he can be out there. And Martin likes to talk a little shit, and so it'll be interesting to let those two battle to see if I can go ahead and sneak a little bit in there and and do my thing i've been working on my short game i'm getting off the tee i'm putting well i'm ready to go so we'll we'll see what happens the wild card with martin is how's his back doing lately that's what i want to know because that that dude is always injured it seems well if he stay off his bike a little bit maybe he'd be all right yeah i don't know shout out to to martin uh let's see what else? Are there any nerves going into week one? Ridge, you don't know what you're up against. And uh, we all show up and we have fun and everything. But when that first ball goes off that tee, it gets awkwardly silent. And uh, everyone gets a little tight there. So how's your nerves going into this one? I'm going to try to – I'm going to well, – I'm, I'm not going to lie that I'm. I'm definitely, you know – I want to do well in front of all my, all my cats. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go out here and be like, Oh, this motherfucker. Like, why do we even invite him in the league? But no, I, I mean, <laughs> I think, I think I'm going to be okay. So I think for me, I might hit, you might see a couple bad shots. You know, I might whiff a couple times, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that doesn't happen. So I'm hoping I get all that shit out. But if I, I feel like 
I feel like comfortable with y'all, man. So, I mean, you know, this is just like with the boys. I'm going out here just trying to have fun anyway. So that's the way I'm going to approach it. And hopefully the nerves will kind of ease out. Um, plus, there's there's things that help with that. Sure, you'll be fine. The trophy is named after me, the loser trophy. So I don't think you've got a whole lot to worry about unless you want to take home the Mitch, which okay. – Last year, I didn't bring it home, which makes me proud. I don't intend to take it home this year because you're going to kind of provide uh, some cushion there. But <laughs> Well, if, if you do take it home, I'll have it to partner. And you don't have to worry about uh, anybody feeling like, why do we invite this dude into the league? Because you have your entry money, so that's all we care about. You're in. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Yeah, and – we're all going to hit bad shots, quite frankly. I mean, we yep. can all puff our chests out a little bit, but the reality is everybody's going to hit some bad shots, man. So just the, the, the goal here is to have some fun and try and get low, but it's going to be a struggle for all of us to get low. Yeah. And you you had said you were working on stuff and you were happy with the stuff you were working on. The fact is we're all working on stuff every single hole. So we're out there just having a good time with the fellas the biggest thing you'll need to worry about is watching Mike go from this smiley guy you see right now to straight on robot mode yes. on hole one. This yes. guy's going to completely disappear. Yes. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see it. I can see it. I'm going to no, be serious. I, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I'm going to just try to avoid the, the crooked numbers, man. My goal. You know? Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, the the rules are in place. The scores are going to be interesting. Um, it should be a good time. We'll talk about prep and stuff uh, for the hard knock slice here shortly. Um, actually, we're you know we're we're having a good time and talking about stuff. I want to get into a meat conversation right now. Let's get into our front nine real quick. Um, and the front nine this week is the top produced Neptune Pharrell. Skateboard P, whatever you want to call these guys, Chad, uh, whatever you want to call them, songs. So uh, let's get into our top nine Neptune Pharrell songs. So with that, I'm going to go to um, B. Cole, who should have been a writer for the Source magazine um, and hip hop and music. Let's hear your Pharrell picks. Uh I don't, I don't have them in any kind of order except for number one all-time Neptune's beat. Neptune's track is Nori, Super Thug. Everything else just falls into place after that. You can put anything they do, and it's always going to come second to that. Um, Drop It Like It's Hot's up there for me. Uh, basically, the half of the first Justin Timberlake album that they produced, mm-hmm. that, that still goes, um, shoot, that NSYNC track, uh, Girlfriend, both versions, the remix and the regular one. A hmm. um, couple, uh, couple of side ones here. Uh, they did a track with Mac Miller, and just I didn't get into the kid as much as I should have when he was here. But going back, going back through his catalog, that track just hits. It, it, goes, it goes really well. A um, couple of uh, R&B cats, Mayor Hawthorne. Uh, stars are ours is up there for me the uh the sh- I'll, I'll end it with this one the by your side neptune's remix sade mm. sade set the mood right uh let's go with c pipes 
All right. I've um, got a feeling I'm going to do have a little bit of overlap with everybody's except for Brian's, but um, <laughs> I, think... <laughs> I mean, that, that's why I kind of did some side shots. Cause I figured we were all, going <laughs> right. No, just no. Um, and no particular order. Beautiful. Uh, and grinding are probably in my top two of just uh, hot beats sleeper for me. Uh, my intro music Diddy uh, is on there. Uh, Mr. Me too is in my sleeper category, mm-hmm. like a boss in my sleeper category. Mm. And I'm a G in, in, in my sleeper category. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, they am. Like, but then there's a lot of that Brian had like the, like that, like a lot of these are some of that front album of, uh, of the Justin Timberlake. Um, Holla back girl. Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll roll with it. Uh, oh, Eric remembers this one. Uh, Let's get know. blown. I probably blasted that for one weekend. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was a jam, yeah. though. <laughs> I'm a jam, dog. And uh, my last one, another uh, another hot one, nothing. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, Dan the Answer Man. All right. So you guys have some good picks, and they're on my list, so you have to be doing something right. Uh <laughs> So it's some Buster Rhyme songs, right? Light Your Ass on Fire, Past the Covassier Part 2. You know, mm-hmm. you can't go wrong there. Um, Mystical, Shake Your Ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, they had so many. But some that I haven't heard, the biggest one for me personally is Hot, Roscoe P. Cold Chain. Mm. Okay. Featuring Eclipse and Bubonic. Yeah. I mean, that, that beat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Southern Hospitality, Ludacris. Yeah. You know, that that one kind of started Luda in a way. So, Shit yeah. hit different. And then, of course, yep. And then, of course, Lap Dance, N-E-R-D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm an outlaw. Yep. So, that one. But everything else, I think, has been covered. And I agree, Brian. Super Thug. Solid. All right. Well, I'm going to throw some wrenches in there real quick. So, well, we got Excuse Me, Miss by Jay-Z, classic. You know, C-Pipes and I get down on that. It's just a classic joint there on that one. Uh, so Ambitious by Jay-Z. That beat is crazy. Um, Presidential by Rick Ross is that that one is crazy. Um, and then Gotta Have It on that Watch the Throne album. That's that's something else. And then I'll, I'll go to the R&B soft side, right? Love You Better with LL Cool J. Y'all know y'all was beating that shit. So that shit, go, he produced Milkshake. Yeah, I know y'all was beating these to that that uh, that cut you just mentioned. That Love You Better go used yeah. to go hard in there. He had hot in here too, by the way, with Mr. Nelly, oh, yeah. Air Force One. So uh, he had some hits there. Let's go to the Chocolate Thunder. Yeah, I was feeling you on that so ambitious with Jay Z. Uh, another another banger for me is the mantra: "If it ain't a half a million, it's in the way." Off of the uh, the Creed album, well, Creed two actually, I think. Um, Fronting ape shit. Um, she will be loved. The remix. I just you know like those guys a little bit there. Um, Sweet life <laughs> off of the Frank Ocean. Yeah. Uh, song was the, the the hit song was or the first song was a single or something like that however it goes that that, that was bomb so 
Or the best song was a single. That's how he says it. Mm. Okay. MD. Uh, well, half my list is gone, but uh, Dan, I'll co-sign that hot hot track off of the Clones album. Um, yeah, that, that beat is just, it's just super clean and super tight. Um, and Southern Hospitality, beautiful on there. Uh, also had Pastor Cavassier, um, which, by the way, does, I mean, as the remix, does anybody know what the original sounds like? Nope. Nope. Nobody has any idea. That's how hot that was. It wasn't <laughs> even like the remix is better. It's like they, they made an original to that. Um, just blew it out the water. Um, had grinding on here. Uh, yeah, that beats hard too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that, duh, 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 clack, clack, clack. you know, yeah. should, those bucket drums, man, just classic Pharrell. Um, what else do I got on here? Shout out Richard Bunn. Richard Bunn on clave. Um, (laughs) I just want to love you off the Jay-Z's dynasty album. I had fronting on here as well uh, with Jay-Z. Jay-Z has seven bars on that song and just like walked in, dropped them. They were clean, perfect and left. (laughs) Um, And then Usher, you don't have to call. Ooh. I mean that, yeah. That's just that's just a banger right there. Yeah, that Usher album um, was something else. And I think probably my my most favorite beat of theirs was uh what happened to that boy on that Birdman album. Mm-hmm. That oh, yeah. that video was just <laughs> yeah. that video was crazy. Yep. Um I mean basically anything with them in the clips. I mean they are just a match made in heaven, those two. Mm-hmm. Um but also an interesting, just kind of a, a side piece here is um, I think he got a producer credit on SWV's right here, the, the yes, Human Nature remix. he did. But it's his voice saying the S, the double, U-S-V. U-V? Yep. That's Pharrell. I, I didn't even know that. Like, yep. Damn, that's crazy. Now I can't stop hearing it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. His R&B... Uh production because use your heart that r&b song that they're popular for he produced um suge what you got you probably ain't got much of a list left but uh, there, there's yeah i mean there's there's a couple left you know but um i'm just gonna say that that ludicrous that southern hospitality shit changed my life bro when i heard that shit and i seen that <laughs> motherfucker upside down when if you get hit if they got hit by the bus that was my shit man anytime that shit came on that was there's a couple songs in life, man, where you just remember where you are. And I just remember hearing that shit. And that was just it just made a difference in my life, man. And then, um, uh, you know, anything with the clips, Mr. Me, too. I mean, that just that, that just the beat um, shit. I think I called either. I might have called one of y'all cats on the, on the I remember driving down I-70 when I heard that beat. Um, Mr. Me, too. It was it might have been Chuck. I think I might have called you, yeah. dude. And yeah. I was like, "Have you, you heard that shit?" And I was in, in the in the whip, and when I heard that shit, um, and then uh, grinding was is always dope for me. Um, what happened to that boy? You know, it was already mentioned. Um, Drop it like it's hot was already mentioned. Um, ODB got uh, got yeah. your money. Yeah, that was that was uh, another inspirational cut for me. Um, Nori, um, Super Thug, um, Girls Dem Sugar by Beanie Man. 
always like that that cut. Um, like someone said, like a boss already in Rump Shaker. Yeah, he got credit for a Rump Shaker. He sure did, man. He was young. There was one out there. Knock yourself out with Jada Kiss on it. That shit slaps too. Yeah, that. Yeah, and he he's did not so many uh, slappers, man. He did all right with uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah. We, we we all none of us mentioned that one. That one's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I gotcha, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah. Um, the Despicable Me stuff. Yeah. The 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 baseline in that original song is so great, so great. And then the uh, everybody knows Nerd uh, remix that has Kanye, Pusha T, and uh, and Lupe on it. Mm-hmm. Some additions there. Anybody yeah, say blur, blurred lines and shit? No, I got sued for that. He did, <laughs> so I left that it off. That ain't that ain't that ain't our problem. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to the Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, list later on in the in the pod. Blurred hey, lines are happy. Every, Nobody said happy. What's up? Yeah, happy too. But I'm just saying, everyone samples everybody's shit. But that when you make it better, that's when people get pissed. Yeah, yeah when you play it the same way, that's when everyone gets pissed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're not going to make Marvin Gaye better. That's the thing. Ask Vanilla Ice. Yes, indeed. But, uh, I think I saw a stat that from like the last half of 2002 into 2003, the Neptunes had 50% of the songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. Or just under 50%. That's just crazy. I think I that's mean, when JT's album came out and he had some Britney, Britney Spears. And, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, that Britney Spears slave, don't sleep on it. It, it, it knocked a little bit. A lot of it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jesus, Brian. Oh, I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that I'm gonna let that one go for y'all. Everyone gets one pass. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I appreciate y'all bringing those lists to us. Um, maybe it maybe those this list will create some playlists for some of our listeners and ourselves to to go golf to. Um, we can have a, a we should put Britney Spears up. Top nine on there one day, one of these times. Front oh nine. yeah, because Britney got some hits, bro. Uh, When's the playing. atmosphere top nine gonna drop? Hey, mm. before the Britney Spears one, my G. <laughs> well, after the Drake. <laughs> oh well. Love the Drake. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Well, let's roll over to our our pars and preps. Um, as we mentioned, we're in the hard knock slice season. Um, so let's, let's talk about a little prep that we're doing before we get into our hate of the week. So anyone here update their equipment for this year's season? If you did, what did you do? So let's go with Dan. I know this is going to be a shocker, but my bag is the same as the end of last year. Oh, shit. Oh, so what? Yes. Shit. What? Apocalypse. What the hell is going on here? Whoa. I did buy a driver late in the season last year, so ah. that one is still ah. new, newer in the bag. So. so it's not all the same. <laughs> no, it is, it is the same. <laughs> it is the same. So, yeah. C pipes. No changes. Nice. Green bag. I'm with Dan. You telling me you didn't buy any shoes? But you oh, there's been bag. shoes. That's, <laughs> That's a part of your bag. equipment. No. Hey, I'm legit scared now. I'm legit scared because I could rely on that like every season. Guys changing their bags and not knowing how to hit their shit. <laughs> you guys are onto something now. Be cool. Uh Only thing new in my bag is uh, is a new putter. Um, updated a uh, a 25 year old one I'd been carrying. So 
think it was uh, it was time. Nice, chocolate thunder. Listen, I, y'all are bullshitting. I got shoes, a couple pair. I got some of them ball markers so I can draw mustaches on my ball. I got a couple pair of gloves that have like speckles on it. I'm looking forward to rocking that out. Um, and then an additional prep, been in the gym hardcore, trying to get the core muscles right. Um, what else? And I got some new underwear. I got new underwear for golfing. You can save and that. Then, yeah, you can save all that shit. Yeah. Uh, you can save that core work, too, because <laughs> clearly my name's on the trophy and there's been no core work, core work over here. <laughs> Maybe I'm doing it all wrong. What kind of core work are you talking about, Vish? Mm. Uh, we, we can't get into that. We need to I get figured. to other podcasts. Don't be nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, MD, update anything. Uh, the only thing I updated was my putter and purely out of necessity. <laughs> Was at Walnut Creek and my uh, my thirty five dollar McGregor dropped my sand wedge on top of it and the faceplate fell out. Oh, so yeah, I had uh, I had to get a replacement. So, and it's working really well. So, looking forward to using it. Sure, went to the upper room. Yeah, I went to the upper room. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, everything. For me, is new shit. Everything in my bag is new because I'm still learning how to use it. Um, all my attire is new, as, you, as my wife will attest. Um, and I uh, got, I got, I got some shoes for y'all. I got, I got a couple of different. Yeah, um, I got some, I got some old dusties coming out because I wanna, I wanna feel like I'm, you know, I could play out here in these old dusties. So I got an old pair of foot joys that I'm gonna play. You know, on one of these tournaments, I'm gonna break them out. Why, those might be actually the, the 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 fucking most comfortable pair I have. Actually, when I actually I don't have them yet, but I'm thinking about them, and I've heard nothing but good things. So. Sure, I'm sure you know, everything for me is new. Yeah, nothing new if here. You need comfortable shoes? Adidas Boost, the new yeah. Co Chaos Twenty Ones came out. They look crazy. Be, be on the lookout. Shout trash. out. Oh, oh, <laughs> you say it. trash? They're trash. <laughs> Oh. Right, come on, come on! I love Adidas. The Co Chaos Twenty Ones are trash. I mean the, the the sustainability build out of them. They look as Eric and I were talking yesterday, like the uh, Kobe Eights. Yeah, that's a slick shoe. I'm kind of a Nike snob, man. So I, I just, for me, you, I, it's going to be tough for me to break. Nike. Last year's Co Chaoses were so dope. This yeah. year's look like a low budget Anthony Hardaway. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Wow. Oh boy. You didn't even call him you didn't you call him Anthony. Yeah. Full name, government. Wow. By his by his government name and shit. So that's like that's standard. Was well, anyone Reg, I used to be diehard Nike. Just like you. Mm-hmm. And Adidas Boost has converted me. I yeah. only wear Adidas now. Until I got the, I found the right insole. So I have an insole that I can just transfer from, you know, golf shoe to golf shoe. So I don't really care, you know. I, I like I said, man, I'm I'm more of a Nike cat, but I I will try other I will try other ones. There are some New Balance ones because I think New Balance is you can actually wear them for the sport of golf, not basketball. Just want to throw that out there again. Okay. All you fuckers out there wearing New Balance, man, your point your <laughs> point guard rocks there and ACLs and shit. It's your shoes, boy. It was, or your coach. Um, 
anyone changing their ball they're playing this year. You know, we we had talked about uh, fitting of balls. Like I think it was like a couple of years ago. Um, anyone using a new ball this year? MD. A new ball. I think I'm in year four of using the Encore elixirs. Nice. Be call. Uh, I'm still working on trying to get that Vice sponsorship, so I'll, I'll continue rolling with them. Facts. Chocolate Thunder. Uh, I'm singing with Callaway. I like Callaway. That's cheap. C pipes. I play Strix on ball. I, every now and then I mess around with the TP5, uh, but I'm good. Dan the Answer Man. So I tinkered last couple of years with golf balls. You know, I was on the that Costco Kirkland signature for a bit. I still have probably 12 dozen of those things sitting in the basement. So <laughs> any resellers out there want to make some money, let me know. Um, and then last year I played the TP5 for a bit. And then about half the year I switched over to the Chrome Soft. So I'm continuing with Chrome Soft. Callaway. Shug. I have some Chrome Softs. Um, also have uh, some Bridgestones on the way. And then I did get some pinnacle balls. So I'm going to I've actually been playing with mostly my pinnacle balls. Um, and those are the ones I'm not really scared to lose. So I might be playing those mostly. I'm a Bridgestone guy. I've stuck with Bridgestone for a while, but there might be a sprinkle of, of vice balls in there every once in a while. So, uh, but been, been mostly Bridgestone. So, um, where do you guys see yourself placing this year with 16 players it's a bit of a shakeup. so how do you feel you're gonna place like upper tier middle or lower tier you don't have to say a number just say i feel i should be in the upper tier middle tier or lower tier so let's go with uh chocolate thunder uh, i'm trying to win it all i've got easily the best handicap in the group um from a number standpoint like i don't know if there's anybody that's got a worse handicap than me and uh, uh, so I feel like I could take it all. Okay, Dan. Yeah, like I said, my handicap was bloated last year. In my opinion, I just I had rough starts of the season. Started coming back towards the end, and I feel like the game is pretty good shape right now. So I think I'm going to be able to swing back the other direction. So I, I'm thinking at least middle tier, if not creep into the top group. Like it, C pipes. I mean, I don't know why we play to say we're going to finish on the lower tier. So, I mean, of course, I'm going to try and shoot for the top tier. Whether I whether that happens or not, I'm going to try my hardest. But I'm not, you know, I'm trying to shoot for the top. If I don't make it, I don't make it. But I'm going to give it my all. Be call. Uh, I figure I'll I'll continue with what I was doing last year and finish up in the uh, up in the top. Hmm. I got no uh, no concerns about that. Oh, I like it. MD. Is that trash talk? Yeah, it was a little bit. Uh, it was hard. It was kind of watered down. To, yeah. But say with your chest. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to make of that. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough. Um, I don't see. I don't see a repeat happening. I think my handicap is to the point where it's it's kind of getting not a lot of movement there. I got to get much better in order to to win this year. And that's the beauty of the tour is, you know, once your handicap starts getting locked in, you got to constantly beat yourself to, uh, to be able to compete. So um, like Dan was mentioning, he's got, you know, his handicap was bloated last year. So for him, that means he's got to strike quickly 
And then once he does, that handicap is going to lower, and then he's going to be right, right back into the thick of it. So, um, yeah, just looking at those players that have those handicaps up there, you know, Vish, you know, he's up there, and I think he's poised to to make a leap. I think he finally played to, you know, he's coming around at the end of, of last year. So, you know, he's he's going to be threatening top half at least, if not top four. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm legitimately, legitimately worried. I mean, I basically have to go out and shoot the lowest I've ever shot in order to to repeat. So uh, it's a challenge. I think I might be able to do that, but we'll see what happens. Suge, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, but uh, how do you feel? I feel good. I just don't want to be 16th. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. I feel that. Uh, my game, you're right. yeah, I uh, – Finally, I'm getting back to myself, and, you know, a few years, like two or three years ago, I was playing pretty well, and I think I've surpassed that in how I've been playing so far this year. And uh, I'm going to come into the tournament pretty hot. So I'm looking forward. I'm hoping I can make it to the top tier, um, but I'll definitely be in the middle tier for sure. There's there's no waiver on that. So, um, Last question for you guys out of this. Uh, are you guys Team Bryson or Team Brooks? Real quick, C pipes. Uh, um, it's a tough question because I don't like Brooks much at all, but I don't really mind what he's doing this past week, other than getting Michelob Ultra involved. Yeah, I think that was kind of corny. That's where it kind of draw the line. It's like, oh, that's you're whack. Um, and I just don't know if Bryson kind of is self aware enough for me to like really like ride or die for the dude. I mean, I like the nerdiness. But at the same time, I don't think he's really that kind of self-aware. I almost wonder if he's got some other things going on in his head. But um, no, no team. But it's good. It's 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 fine for golf as long as this is the 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 peak. Like I don't want to see them like activating marketing campaigns on this bullshit. Like that's where it gets kind of whack to me. But if there's like a match where they want to play over the summer or something like that, I'm in. If they want to talk back and forth on Twitter, I'm in. But when the marketing campaigns get involved, I'm out. Good point. I, I really want to see Suge Knight kind of produce the battle album for the two of them. <laughs> it could shape up to be a East versus West, Tupac versus Big. Uh, Sigma Pi versus Lambda Alpha is, I think, where that's really going <laughs> to <laughs> Two frat boys arguing, man. It, it, that ain't it. Nobody cares. <laughs> uh, uh, MD, how do you feel about it? Uh, I think I was definitely on the Kepka side. But now the shit's just playing out, and now it's like a lean, slight lean to to, to Kepka at this point. I think, like Chuck said, the the whole Miller Light thing was like, all right, now you're bringing a marketing aspect. This this is corny now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty much done with it. Plus, it's just been saturated for two weeks, you know. Sure. Which is a long run for for anything, you know, these days. So it's kind of impressive. But yeah, I'm pretty much done with it. Go play golf. Good. Be cool. Yeah, kind of the same. Um, I think uh, it's bringing more, uh, or maybe not more, but bringing eyeballs to the game. And that's all it's been good for is just a little bit of trash talk is good for stuff. So cool. Whatever. Methodan. You know, what's interesting is I, I used to kind of like Bryson a bit, but then, you know, the whole slow play and stuff that, you know, people have called him out on, not just, Brooks, but others as well. You know, 
I'm a man of science and, you know, he takes that thing a little too far in my opinion. I mean, if it works for him, that's cool. But he's like, he, he like puts it out there all the time. It's like, okay, dude, just do your thing and you know, respect what you do. So, I mean, I guess I'm team Brooks if I have to choose one. Thunder, did you give your opinion? Uh, I'm, I vote Tupac Shakur. Mm. Okay. I'm with that. Shug. I think they're both bitches. Mm. Okay. To be honest with you. Now, I mean, they can play golf, but I think all this stuff, all this little back and forth, I think they're both bitches, to be honest with you. Get to the golf, bro. Let everything. I'm, I don't really give a fuck if you guys don't like each other. But to me, I think some of the shit is bullshit. So, so this is just yeah. it. I, this, I don't really care who wins. I think the, the battle is actually good for golf. It, it gives them something to talk about. It creates a little bit of interest. I mean, none of us probably really care. Um, but there are probably a lot of people that are out there watching it like it's like Howl at the Moon saga or whatever that thing was called back in the day. Like, I just but my thing with it is that people take the shit too far. Like it's like, you know, it, 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 well, you said the East Coast, West Coast shit. But I'm going to tell you right now, there are people that would take it that far. Like, oh, you're you're Brooks or you're, you know, you're you're fucking Bryson. And it's going to divide fucking people. Watch. You just watch, dude. Well, no, Rich, you're on to something because you see that happening in fighting. basketball. Yeah. Right. That's that's happening in basketball, fight. right? They think uh, they're at, their ticket to admission is their right to throw popcorn at people. Right. people. Exactly. In this case, talking people's backswing, shit like that. So, mm-hmm. no, you're on yeah, And it hasn't escalated that much yet because I'm waiting for, you know, right now you got everybody yelling, Brooksy at Bryson. When do those tables turn? And when do you got people yelling at, at Brooks now doing the same shit? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now you've, you've lit that flame for the polarization mm-hmm. and then that shit just gets amped out of control. So, well, it definitely brought a lot of eyes to the game of golf. There was, I mean, even on the fan here locally at Denver, they were talking about the, the golf rivalry and everything. So it exposed the game of golf. I'm kind of for it a little bit. You know, just we need something because Tiger ain't playing. And let's be honest, like it's cool watching the game of golf and seeing people win. But the shit's kind of boring. You know, there's no no spice sometimes like and this was just like a little jolt, a little bit of a couple of guys that are playing well, that are, you know, top players in the world. We'll see if DJ has something, you know, Phil has been going hard since he's been winning. He been been popping up everywhere and talking shit and 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 trolling everybody and Phil is great, you know what I'm saying? So it's been kind of fun to, you know, Phil is making light of the situation, but it's bring some entertainment to the game. That's what I like about Phil though, because he'll go out there and say some funny shit. Like they were saying they were testing something where in what city? They were like testing something. Did you guys hear the noise or it was something. Yeah, I said there was a big boom or something like that. And he was like, boom. that was him testing his new drivers. Yeah. He was like, I'm sorry, guys. That was just me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, see, Phil, Phil's, Phil has definitely got an, a social media presence that I like, right? He doesn't yeah. take himself too seriously. He's got a lot of humor. Um, right. But when these guys start talking about Michelob Ultra and sorry, guys, sorry, you got kicked out. So have a case on me since you got kicked out. That's when I'm just yeah, like, man. it's just corny. I mean, yeah. there's no other way around it. It's a corny. Yeah. Yeah, I well, agree. Speaking, we of do qu- live in a world right now where people want to be polarized or looking for a reason to, to fight with somebody else. I I kind of think it's funny. I like the fact that Phil Mickelson's out there, like the West Coast rap all stars, talking about we're all in the same gang. Like 
this this is I think it's good for golf. If some crew necks and khakis get upset in the crowd, like they'll take care of it, and it's going to get more eyes on the television. So like, hey, did you hear what happened in that last golf thing? All right, cool. Yeah, in my it people like drama, and so I get it. Like that's the thing that I that I that I get. But like I like I was saying, I think it's going to get to a point where you're going to have some fucking idiots out here doing some dumb shit. Well, and then we can talk about them, like we're going to do on this segment of. So, popular segment, hate of the week. Uh, we got no hate mail, so I guess you guys got tired of me talking about your mamas and shit out there. So, uh, appreciate it for a week off, so I don't have to get on nobody. Uh, so, let's uh, roll out and talk about what we're hating on this week. So, let's go with C-Pipes. He's very chill today. Let's let's see what he's hating on. I am hating on, um, I'm really light on hate, but I got one. I'm hating on HHBs today. And that is high handicap bombers. I'm hitting on high handicap bombers. These guys who think they can bomb it uh, from 220 into the green when they should be taking two nine irons and splitting that in half to get onto the green and lower the score. But no, they don't want to be a bitch. So they want to throw 15 balls into the rough uh, and, and, you know, post a 15 instead of maybe posting a six. So HHBs, I'm, I'm hating on you. Nice. Did I play with you in the last couple of weeks? So I feel like you're talking to me. I'm sure I touched a lot of souls, and I'm not talking about just the people on this on this podcast. But I, I touched souls w- with that comment, and I, I got y'all feeling yourself right now. Nice, uh, Dan. <laughs> wow, I'll try not to insult anybody. <laughs> but I, you know what I'm hating on is high temperatures right now. Why is it 90? 90- you know, degrees here in Colorado in end of May, June. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't even take my dog out for a walk because it's too hot because he's a black dog. <laughs> and the vet said, don't take him out when it's higher than 80. So I got to take him out for a walk early in the morning. You know what I mean? I feel so that. My afternoon walks have been cut off. Yep. I'm also hating on tornadoes. If you all saw on Monday, there's a tornado yeah. north of my house. She Thankfully, didn't hurt anybody. It just you know messed up some farm buildings and whatever. But yeah, that how was close, too close for comfort. How close was that to you, man? It was maybe five, ten miles at most, just oh, north of me. I mean, shit. I looked out in my front yard, and yeah, I saw that shit, dude. That was like mm-hmm. driving down 120th while it was going, while it was happening. Yeah, that's yep. wow. And my last one, since Chuck only took one, is I'm hating on people. You know, I'll just. Reg talks about cars and people driving their cars. What about people driving their vehicles and throwing cigarette butts out the window? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't burn down our state, please. This is a hot, dry country. It's hot right now. The state is hot. Please dispose of your nasty habit. Thank you. Yeah. Stop smoking, bitch. Uh, MD. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm hating on... You know, the, the ending of the U.S. Open, the, the women's U.S. Open, um, you know, with Lexi collapsing, she had, what, four-stroke lead with seven holes left or whatever. But post-round, I mean, I don't know how you all feel about Brandel Chambly, but to me, he's a fucking tool. I mean, he knows way more golf than I'll ever know, but um, basically he went in on her just saying that from the first putt that she had on the very first hole of the final round that he knew she needed a nine hole lead or else she wasn't going to be able to win. 
and just tore her apart with her putting when it wasn't even her putting that lost her that round. But the dude just goes in on people unnecessarily. And yeah, I've just always been tired of his shit, but especially going in on Lexi like that, it was uh, uh, less than professional. We'll say that. Yeah, he's a dick for sure. Unprofessional. Mm-hmm. He knows golf, but he's not cool. So be cool. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hate on some golf stuff here. People need to have some etiquette on the greens. So fix your pitch marks, fix another pitch mark. You see, I, uh, I played on Saturday with E train and we sat there at the tee box watching some guys finish up, uh, on a par three, no one fits, fix their marks. And then the other thing that gets me is. If you're going to pull the flag out, set it down nicely. These guys pulled the flag out, threw it on the ground. So then when I'm putting, I'm having to fix a line that the flag created because they threw it on the ground. So have a little bit of etiquette. Look for the players that are playing after you to be able to have a good round by fixing your pitch marks and your divots on the course piece. Hey, That's what I'm hating on. One other thing in that particular uh, vein I see often is people turning their feet while they're on the greens um, as opposed to lifting your feet. Um, so they're chewing up grass because they're not walking properly on the green as well. Thank you very much yeah. for that grass etiquette. Uh, you want to roll <laughs> into your, your, you have anything to hate on chocolate thunder? Uh, yeah, man. Money grab boxing matches. Uh, Suge said it earlier. Like, are you kidding me? I really got to go watch. I mean, I didn't. Um, Floyd, take on Paul. Like, that was just garbage. Why waste anyone's time? And, yeah, you made a lot of money. Congratulations. So I'm hating all them dumb people that went and spent money on the event and made stuff like that continue to happen. Like, stop. Yeah. Just just stop. There, there will be It would be better more. to watch Ocho Cinco get knocked out then to watch that other thing and he did but he tried yeah he was yeah but to me that felt better than watching paul take on floyd like that was just garbage when you're trying to fight a professional boxer i mean i get you're a professional football player but it's not the same man those guys been in the gym doing different shit than you your whole life so it kind of felt like rocky fighting the incredible hulk in that one rocky movie I I haven't seen that movie, but I'm I'm with it though. Um, I'm gonna roll to my hate, Shug. I'll let you wrap it up with your hate, but my hate is on the NBA um, as a whole. The referees suck. These motherfuckers is calling phantom calls, all kind of shit, and it's really bad for the game because we have something special going on. Because there's teams that have never won a title. Or have not won a title in a very long time in this championship. So please do not dictate that. Dictate what's going to happen in the finals um, just because you want to want to have a certain team win. Um, and then I'm hating on all the teams that are playing in the NBA because the Lakers are out. So fuck all of them. Fuck the Nuggets. Fuck Brooklyn. <laughs> fuck Utah. Fuck Phoenix. Fuck all of them. Milwaukee sucks. Hey, I'm hating on all of them. So, and I know I'll get some hate on that, but you can kiss my black ass on that. So, 
Fuck yeah, all fuck of the them. Suns right now. Just want to say that to you. Fuck the Suns. Oh, so. they must be getting in that ass. Well, whatever, whatever, <laughs> motherfucker. We still playing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, go ahead and wrap up with your hate. Um, I got. I'm gonna get into categories of hate because I, I think, like, man, I've just had so many things that I've seen lately that just drive me fucking nuts. So, you know, this might sound like a mixtape, but I'm gonna go bow ties, COVID courage and um fins on the whip okay and i'm gonna go in that order okay Okay. so i'm gonna start with bow ties um i facilitate a lot of meetings we're fucking virtual you know and you're wearing a fucking bow tie to present (laughs) virtually i mean come on dog like what the fuck like i seriously wanted to stop the meeting tell this motherfucker turn your goddamn camera off and wear that shit when you're back in the office. Like, I'm cool with be- making a fashion statement, but you're fucking on a Zoom call with hundreds of your colleagues that are fucking sitting there in pajamas. They don't give a fuck if you have a bow tie on. So I'm going to that, that's my first piece of hate. Um, so if anybody's out here on virtual calls wearing bow ties, take that fucking shit off. <laughs> yeah. COVID courage. Okay. A lot of motherfuckers been home for a long time, you know, watching movies and shit, watching the shy and thinking you're fucking hard. And because I've run into a couple of these motherfuckers recently. OK, now I'm going to tell you, if you have COVID courage, you better watch who you break. You break that out on because there's a lot of motherfuckers who are more real than you. <clears throat> you're about that life and you want to pull up then bring that COVID courage out, but you better be ready for what you get back in return. And I'm talking to specifically to a motherfucker driving a white Tesla with California plates out here in Colorado. If I see you, I'm stomping your ass out. Oh, for real. Yeah. So then I'm going to get on fins on civics. So we're going to get to some, I'm actually smiling when I'm talking about this level. Hold on. You said fins on civics. Fins on civics, brother. Hey, man, I Fins got one in my garage, man. I need no, no, you to no, no, get no. off my shit. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on, bro. <laughs> okay, sorry. A, I'm sorry, you brother. Have a, you have a legitimate fin All right. that matches your paint job. That's true. It's it's actually it's it's aerodynamic on your car. Facts. But what I'm talking about is <laughs> a busted ass, you know, these busted ass Honda Civics I see out here that have fins that cost more than they car, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I know Fast and the Furious 35 is coming out here pretty soon. And it's cool shit to do. But you motherfuckers really need to start. If if you're going to exe- if you're going to accessorize your ride, make sure that that shit matches and looks right. <laughs> We're not we don't have we ain't fucking driving around here with fucking Transformers and you're not starting no fucking you're not starting a new airline with a Honda Civic, a 92 Honda Civic with fucking faded red paint. You are not solving the world's problems and getting there anywhere faster with that fucking fin on the back of your dumb shit. <laughs> so those are my hates this week. Thank you. I'm out. Love it. And that wraps up our. Well, you know, we're trying to get into some new vibes and uh, it's summertime. So should introduce the golf gig and song of the week, man. So you know, we, we go through a lot of different songs where we're trying to pick these ones. Um, but when we heard this and we kind of felt like this is the one, um, you know, DMX, rest in power. Uh, you have blessed us with a banger before you left this earth, man. 
So we appreciate you for doing this. Um, we're going to get into take control uh, with DMX. Uh, this is a play of vibe. And poss- this could be a possible cut of the summer. And this is a special shout out to Booga. We know that you're going to be out there trying to trying to get your sexy on to this song. <laughs> um, and we know that. I already know that. But uh, again, thank you, DMX. Rest in power for blessing us with your greatness. And we're going to get into take control. I got something for you, baby. Uh, wake up, wake up. Uh, oh, baby, now let's get down tonight. Ooh, uh, uh, it's some sexy shit right here, baby. Wake up. Yo. Yeah. Cause uh. when I get that feeling, I'm about to talk to him on this one. Look here, bitches coming, bitches go. Uh-huh. Got them flying in from LA to YO. Yeah. Kinda surprised when you was knocking at the door, cause I didn't even know you was going. I'm like, where the fuck you go? What was that? Do I miss you? Do you want me to? I'ma say yes, cause that must be what you want me to do. With them bullshit questions, ignorant suggestions. You don't give a nigga the impression that you wanna see me stressing. Go about to learn the lesson. You know some new shit, like one more fucking headache. Give me a new bitch, look here Relax, boo-boo, keep shit moving What you see in the mirror is what I don't mind losing okay. When I get that feeling Ooh, I can tell you, darling Come take control of my body and mind Man Getting that feeling See, part you had that feeling before, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just out there getting it, you know Ice I know water. Chocolate Thunder out there trying to you, you Getting that song ready Breaking backboards. Oh, you ain't never lied. <laughs> nighttime voice. Mm, like it. Well, with that, let's give our final shout outs. So everyone, give your shout outs to your to your folks. Tell people where they can find you. And uh let's do that. So C pipes. I'll make mine quick. Uh shout out to the littles, Carter and Ellerson. Uh, finishing remote, finishing school, doing their thug thizzle. I got a second grader and a kindergartner next year, so uh, shout out to them. Dope. Be cool. Uh, same, real quick, uh, shout out to the wife. Shout out to my freshly graduated from college kid, uh, just out there looking for a teaching job. Mm-hmm. Um, today, the day that we're recording, June 9th, is uh, Bill and Ted's Day, just in case you guys didn't know. So uh, be excellent to each other. MD. I give a shout out to the wife, uh, especially with the season starting up. You know, that means six weeks of being gone on the weekend and then practice rounds and all that. So shout out to her. And then shout out to one of our hard knock slicers, Kathy. Uh, She's not going to be out there full strength this season, uh, if at all. Um, So we wish her well. Want her to come back as quickly as she can, but uh, yeah, I just want her to get right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, hopefully we see her out there. Dan, the answer man. Shout out to my wife for always holding it down. Uh, shout out to the Hard Knock Slicers. Look forward to seeing everybody. It's been a while, especially the, the guys that are new to the tour. So welcome. I'm looking forward to getting to know you guys a little bit better. So. 
Um, and then you know where you can find me holding up that trophy on this Sunday. Oh boy. Uh, sugar. As always, man, shout out to the family, uh, shout out to the fellas. Um, you know, and, and, uh, my man, my sensei that got me right, ready for this tournament. My man, Mike over there at a Spring Hill golf course. Um, don't really know your last name player, but I'm gonna hook you up with either a, a bottle or some cigarettes, man. One of the two. So he might be one of them people that are throwing them cigarette butts out the window, but I'll talk to him for you. Dan answer, man. But, uh, my man has, my man has me swinging, right? So I appreciate him for that. Um, appreciate my wife. Um, for putting up with with all the things um, from a work perspective, uh, n- not not sure if you cats know, but I actually crossed my 25th year at my company last week. So my wife has been with me through a lot of that, and so I want to uh, say I appreciate her for putting up with a lot of shit from work, and um, you know always helping me stay grounded. So um, and always, uh, Mike, MD, thank you for the invite to this tournament think uh it's it's going to help me be a better person by by trying to pursue this game of golf so appreciate you for the invite and appreciate the fellas for the love yeah welcome chocolate thunder yeah i just want to give a shout out uh to my lady um i just love laughing with her uh she she completes me in so many ways and i want to give a shout out to all my fellas um you guys actually keep me grounded uh, you know, started a new job not too long ago. So being able to kind of chew the fat with you guys from time to time just kind of keeps me grounded and not fully sucked into that corporate space. Uh, shout out to the fam. Uh, my littlest monkeys leaving the kindergarten, going into first grade. Um, that always makes me so proud. Uh, my daughter, she always amazes me at her depth um, and how she just approaches life and the challenges that we walk through any day. Like her emotional IQ is a hell of a lot better than mine. Um, my mom, my brother, my dad, um, just, I'm grateful, grateful for all of the people that I've been fortunate enough to connect with. Well, I'll wrap it up. Shout out to my fan bam, my chica bonita, you know what I'm saying? Um, the red cup boys, which we got coming soon. Uh, you know, sports podcast, we're going to talk everything. It's going to be fun. Um, hard knock slicers. I appreciate y'all for jumping on, uh, playing this season. Um, it's kind of cool because we have this, uh, connection. A lot of people don't have friends that they've had for such a long time, but we have this bond that we've known each other for so long and it's super dope. Um, and we're growing old together. So it's pretty cool. And, uh, all the listeners, you know, I appreciate you. You guys are listening to the podcast. It's dope. Uh, we're getting some attention, and so uh, just appreciate that and just letting us be who we are, letting my friends come on and talk shit and have fun and just talk about this game of golf uh, that we're just trying to get better at. So, Shook, take us out of here. As always, you know, make sure that you take care of yourself but take care of each other. Mental health is a big thing, so make sure you check in on your folks, and uh, we'll see you during the next podcast. Thank you for listening and tuning in. Yeah, and it's like that. Oh. Okay, baby, on the beats, yeah. Be on the beats, yeah. Don't be alarmed, we're Negroes. We're complete. This is El Negro. Yeah.